0: Before I get started, I wanted to take a quick second to talk about my sponsor, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. New website. They changed everything up. It's an awesome, awesome new website. Go check it out. Very user-friendly. Got everything that the old one had. Just uh, a new layout and a new setup. Also, be sure to use the promo code FACTS whenever you check out. They get you 25% off your order. I love Paloma Verde CBD. Uh, I use the gummies and the tincture. It helps me mellow out. It helps me rest and sleep during the day. I'm, I am very much a up and going kind of person. And if the sun's up, I'm up and working a night shift, that sucks. So these help kind of mellow me out, calm me down, uh, get me where I can, you know, lay down, take a nap. They also have a south. My wife had a, a major back surgery when she was younger and she has some shoulder and back issues. And she has said that the south is the only thing that makes her feel better When she puts that on her shoulders, everything is better. She can actually move, she's not stiff. So go check them out. Carlos and Vanessa over at uh, PalomaverdeCBD.com. Use the promo code FACTS and get 25% off your order. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Check this podcast episode 75, and let's go ahead and just see if I can get canceled today. Um, I'm gonna, I, as promised to my buddy Sean from the peddling fiction group, uh, I said I would talk about the Southern Baptist Convention and critical race theory, which I'm gonna get into, but because I am actually recording this on Saturday, the 19th, I want to lead in with something that is in some ways connected with Juneteenth. Now, and what's crazy about Biden and everything with making this a national holiday is that Juneteenth is not actually uh, Emancipation Proclamation Day. So in 19, or 1862, September 22nd, was when Abraham Lincoln officially announced the intent or made the, the proclamation that or the preliminary proclamation of emancipation for all slaves. And then on January 1st of 1863, he made it official. So January 1st, 1863 would be the official Emancipation Proclamation Day. And then if you wanted to go based off of the day that it was announced preliminarily, then September 22nd could be viewed as Emancipation Proclamation Day. Juneteenth is a regional holiday in Texas and parts of the Southwest when it's believed that word of the emancipation was, had, had reached that part of the country or that uh, some general had read it out loud to everybody. Like it, it's a, it's a regional celebration in the same way that like where I'm from in Western Kentucky, uh, for much of Kentucky and Tennessee, August 8th is Emancipation Proclamation Day and the the holiday or the day that, that that is celebrated. Like if Juneteenth isn't, uh. It's not like this nationally recognized thing. Uh, I knew what it was beforehand, but that, thats it's not something that is widespread. And, and culturally and regionally, it's celebrated differently by a lot of people uh, within the black community all over the country. Or not celebrated at all, which is kind of a crazy thing. So, I... For this to have become a national holiday, it's nothing more than pandering and catering to a very specific group to promote a very specific narrative. And, and that, that, there's no way to look at it in, a, in, in, in any other way. I, 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 don't ha- I, don't, I just don't see how it can be viewed any other way. That's what it is. It's, it serves a purpose to effectively to divide the country more. Like, that's all this shit does. And on that topic, the original Emancipation Proclamation did not include Union-friendly states. It was exclusively a freeing of the slaves in those states that were in rebellion against the Union, the South. So, like, where I'm from back home, where people celebrate August 8th as Emancipation Proclamation Day, it didn't apply to them anyway. Because Kentucky was considered a union, pro-union state. And Tennessee was, at the time, a union-occupied state. So, they were a part of the union. They were not in the revolting southern States, so the Emancipation Proclamation didn't apply to any of the slaves in any of the Unionized states. They were not part of the. That was not. That wasn't. Like, that's the crazy thing is that it was used as a tool to divide and create a narrative. That's what the Emancipation Proclamation did. Abraham Lincoln did not give two shits about actually freeing slaves the emancipation proclamation was a it was a talking point tool to try to create uh like separation of or or to try to divide and conquer tactic for the south because not everybody in the south was supportive of uh slavery like there were plenty of southerners who didn't own slaves or didn't care about that like and at some point, I'll do, like, a full uh, Civil War episode because I did touch on it with the ag policy stuff a little bit the other day, too. But, like, the Emancipation Proclamation wasn't about freeing slaves. It was about creating a narrative that was uh, – it, it promoted certain levels of propaganda for the North as a rallying cry. And it also served to try to uh, divide and conquer in the southern states with those who, like, that was a, you know – something that was important, but it hadn't been a focal point because they had all been united in uh, what the actual cause of the war was so so uh, that that's the big joke of it is that people just ignore the fact that it didn't do anything to to the northern states to their slave holdings and 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 then so then that gets us into the critical race theory because as we're talking about the the Civil War like I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about, like, give the an explanation of what critical race theory is or was or how it was kind of founded, and then I, I want to get into the, like, the Southern Baptist Convention side of it. Um, so one of the big things that, that I, I, I kind of get hung up on with this is because they weren't actually freeing the slaves in the North, like, that came about. After everything else, it kind of fleshed itself out. Like the Emancipation Proclamation was not actually about freeing slaves across the country. It was about going, attacking the South on a particular topic. But even with that, the United States of America, following the Civil War and everything, was one of the first countries to abolish slavery in the world. So when you look at some of the modern Uh, annotations of critical race theory that this country is so uh, just systematically racist. What's that being based off of? Because if you look at that on a basis of the rest of the world, not doing all that terrible. I mean, the United States was kind of leading the curve on doing away with slavery. And slavery, this is definitely going to get me canceled. slavery was not and is not an inherently racist thing. It is a ownership thing. It, it is treating human beings as property. And that's like, that's globally. That's, that's the way it is across the globe. It was, as it so happened, The majority of slaves, at least in the early days of colonization, were African-American or African and black. But that's. I'm I'm not getting into it. I'm going to end up (laughs) definitely going to get this video removed for sure from YouTube. So whatever. But like that, it, it leaves out a lot of nuance and a lot of needing to dig into more historical relevance as far as what slavery is and was the historical context of slavery at that time and after that time because the U.S. really led the curve. It also doesn't take into account that there were a number of the founding fathers who either did not own slaves or were adamantly against slave ownership. They, so so critical race theory, and I, I'm just going to kind of break it down very quickly and briefly, was kind of founded on, uh, it, it came out of the civil rights movement and it wanted to look at the, the legal and societal structures that, that put African-Americans specifically at a disadvantage in the court systems. The way that laws were kind of written and the power structure of those laws to really have a negative impact on black people. And and that's, I mean, that's completely, that's completely fair. Uh, shit, even up to, like, this is from, you know, th- this began in the 70s. Even going up to Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill, like the policies that have been in place in our legal system have been very, very specifically designed to target black communities. Like, the, that's that's the hard facts of it. Like, and you can say whatever you want about me. Like, if you have looked into anything, the way these laws are written, construed, the way they're enforced, everything about them, they they really tilt towards a very specific portion of the population. And yes, a lot of times, it's more towards lower class. Than per se African Americans. But for a lot of the places that it's, these laws are most heavily enforced, it's in rural, inner, or urban, inner city areas where the densest of that lower class population are Black people in project housing and government assisted housing and stuff like that. So, so. Like while there, you know, with as with everything, there there is a a high degree of nuance and study that needs to go into it to look at like how it all actually kind of comes together and what the pieces of the puzzle are. At the end of the day, a lot of that stuff very directly targets black people. So so the way critical race theory was construed in its origin was to look at that and to point that out and to find ways to um, to identify it and get it in the public view so that something can be done to fix it. Now, what it has become is a complete bastardization of that in every way. Now it is all about white supremacy. Now it is all about uh, the Lincoln- project or the 1618 project what was it I can't remember the all of these like completely debunked disproven bad history and revisionist history accountings of the foundings of this country but that's kind of what it's rooted in now and it's geared to make white people out as evil and, and really I mean that's I don't know how else to summarize what it has has become which is which is very similar to the way pretty much anything that gets into the hands of the mainstream kind of tends to go it whatever the origin of it it ends up getting twisted and perverted into something that it was never intended to be and usually, it's used for narrative or propaganda or divide and conquer tactics. I that's what this is intended for, and what it's purported to. And that, you know, like that's that's where we are. So then we get to the the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, this has become a very it had become a very hot button topic with the Southern Baptist Convention. Because there was a uh, there was a decent portion of the Southern Baptist Convention that was adamantly against critical race theory, and allowing that to be any part of the Southern Baptist Convention, their official platform, like anything that that has to do with uh, with the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, it was said to have been rooted in neo Marxist and postmodern worldviews, and they were going to propose a resolution to uh, denounce critical race theory outright. Well, obviously, this created some backlash and some uproar within the Southern Baptist Convention's Black community. So, what ended up, what ended up happening this year at the Southern Baptist Convention conference was there was a there was a pastor who was uh, adamantly against it, like going to absolutely vote in favor of and push for this resolution to condemn critical race theory, and then you had another one who was kind of on the fence, but leaning in that direction. And then you had another one who was a more moderate, uh, less, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Less vocal, I guess, of, uh, of the position on that, and much less likely to take that position or to push for that position. So what you end up getting is the the two who, the one who was in favor of the resolution against critical race theory and the one that leaned in that direction kind of split the vote. Uh, a, a majority went to the one who was against it. And then... I think he had initially got thirty-four percent of the vote, or maybe it was thirty-six, and then the the guy who was against it that you know they knew was more moderate and would not vote in favor of the resolution. He got uh, just like two percent of the vote less, and then the remainder, the last twenty-something percent, went to the guy who was sort of on the fence, that wasn't as adamant of a supporter, but was a supporter to an extent. So so it splits three ways. They go to a runoff with the top two. And the one who does not support uh, condemning critical race theory ultimately ended up winning by a relatively narrow margin, but nonetheless. And, and basically the way it's, it's being described is the, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, dodged critical race theory. They, they chose to, let's, let me get the wording right on this from the article. The Great Commission Baptists are leaving Nashville more focused and united to get the good news to the nations. Like any family, we're working through our differences and hope to move forward to the future. The big thing that had come out of the Southern Baptist Convention or the Southern Baptist Conference uh, in November of 2020, it was, they made sort of an announcement from the presidents of the Southern Baptist uh, Convention or the Southern Baptist Conference that they viewed critical race theory as antithetical to the Bible and that only the gospel uh, can save. Which isn't necessarily a bad take. But. And here's where. It gets into stuff that I've talked about. With, with Giles before. One of my problems. That I have with modern mainstream religion. And. The Southern Baptists. Are. Not. Immune to this. Is that. They don't take. Stance. On anything. They don't stand on principle. They don't stand on the Bible. They stand on trying not to make people mad at them. And that is antithetical to Christianity and to the Bible. If you look at the New Testament, it is based on people saying and doing things that were biblical, that went to what Jesus taught. What Jesus said, what Jesus told them to do, and if it wasn't culturally popular, they did it anyway. It, it was it was like something that what, what we had talked about on our last episode, my, uh, Giles and I, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego going to the to the furnace, uh, many. Many early Christians died martyrs because they knew that their God was right and that their gospel was right. And they weren't going to bend to any cultural hierarchies. They weren't going to do the thing that was popular. They were going to do the thing that was right by God and by Christ. And many of them were killed for it. We are not in a society where we're at risk of being killed for it. And even so, most of these mainstream religious types do not have the balls to stand up and say, this is what the Bible says. And this is what we believe. And this, this doesn't go by the Bible. This is antithetical to everything we believe because really the the modern iteration of critical race theory that singles out white people as being some evil that is antithetical to the bible that is not the message of peace and hope and love it is a direct message of hate and a very targeted racist message of hating specific people for the color of their skin. The thing that is the most racist, the definition of racism. And that's what the the modern iteration of critical race theory aims for. That is its intent. So yeah, it should absolutely be removed from Southern Baptist Convention. It should absolutely, absolutely be removed from schools and the military and anything and everything else. If, if it were still its original intent, if it were still its original iteration where it looks at the reasoning that Black people get the raw end of the deal in politics, in not in politics, in in, uh, in the justice system, perfect. That's what it needs to be The reason it's not that is because of politicians, because if you look at those things, at the things that cause racism to be a systematic thing, something that comes from the very top, it takes you to look at the very top. And they don't want you looking at them because they know they're the fucking bad guys. They don't want you to figure that out. Seemed like the theme of most of my shows. Pretty sure you've got it figured out. Now we gotta get everybody else to figure it out. That'll do it for today. I will not have another episode this week. Uh, my wife's grandmother passed away. We're doing the funeral, we're doing the visitation Tuesday and the funeral on Wednesday. So this this is it. This will be uh one shot for the week. And I will be back next week. I uh I can't remember what it was I was going to talk about. I, I do have another topic in store, and it's, it's actually going to be another terrible one that uh, I've actually done research on, and I'm not going to rant and ramble. I'm, I'm going to actually have some, some decent content that I've done some research and, and read up on. Hopefully this was good for Sean and gave him what he was wanting. Maybe, maybe not. I'm sure he'll let me know either way. <laughs> and in the meantime, if you have thoughts on it, let me know as well. Have a good one.